everyone, and welcome to part two of our episode on harnessing the success energy equation to get shit done. And I'm so delighted to have Michelle Cedarberg on the Dr. Laura Where Work Meets Life podcast again uh, to discuss some tips and tricks and tools to build our energy and regain our focus in the challenging times that we're in and, and in our busy lives. And what I'm really excited about is Michelle's book, The Success Energy Equation, which she talked about uh, in the last episode, and we'll have it in the show notes, how to order it. It's available on Audible as well. But uh, without further ado, I have some more questions to ask Michelle um, about uh, her own work-life wellness and some more of her recommendations and tips for ours. So what I'm going to start with, Michelle, is to ask you what has changed for you as a result of the pandemic in terms of the way that you do your work and help your clients and influence others well you know my main uh, my main job i guess is as a professional speaker so you know pre-covid i was traveling all over north america getting on planes every other week to go to conferences and to work uh, you know to people's offices to help them and do presentations and you know march 12th i did my last presentation here in calgary and then i started getting all the calls that were canceled we're going into lockdown we're postponing we're you know and i just kind of you know scared i i i won't i would be lying if i said i did a quick pivot and away we go i hadn't done anything online much i'm a in-person energy sort of person so i thought i'll just ride it out for three weeks and we'll be back on this but you know how it all, how it all worked out. So I had yeah. to shift to, to providing all my presentations virtually. Um, you know, that's where gratitude hits me hard because I'm married to a photographer and videographer who helped me piece by piece set up a studio where I could feel good about providing the presentations for my audiences. And and, uh, and it's been interesting because I thought, you know, early days, I was like, I can't wait to get back into person to in person. And now I'm like, I can do a traveling a little less. So there's been this work-life balance for me that didn't exist pre-COVID and a, an appreciation for technology, certainly, and appreciation for options for how I bring uh, the message to my clients. So it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been an interesting learning uh, through these last several months. I totally agree. And I used to travel a fair bit before the pandemic. And I mean, it's it's great at first, but hotels, you never sleep as well. You fully intend to use the hotel gym, doesn't always happen. So yeah, the, the lifestyle and the wellness can suffer traveling, especially in time zone differences. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like my husband and my dog and I, I miss them when I'm away and, you know, my presentation finishes and I still have to travel home. And if it's Halifax, it's an entire day. And, you know, sometimes I can't go till the next morning. And now I, you know, oftentimes I'll finish a presentation. I'll go down and have lunch with my husband because we both work <laughs> from home. So it's uh it's a blessing in a way. I, I definitely appreciate that part of this. That's great. So that's such a silver lining. Now, what does work-life wellness look for look like for you personally? You know, I, I'm, I take great pride in walking my talk. So I do, do talk about work-life balance and stress management. And so I, I, I believe in, you know, work flex. I'm self-employed. And, you know, I think if there's going to be any benefit to being self-employed, it, it, it's to being able to take a Friday afternoon off to go golf or to take an extra long weekend every now and then, or to cut out uh, of, of work, you know, 
before the rain starts and go for an afternoon bike ride or something like that. So I value doing hard work, absolutely. But I also value having that opportunity to stop and go play in the garden. The other day I had work to do and I finished my most pressing things, but the weather was coming in and it was going to be getting cold in Calgary overnight. And so I went outside and just puttered in my garden, picking all the rest of the tomatoes that, uh, you know, were on the edge of ripening and just, you know, smelling all the smells and, and being out there. And it was just a nice way to, it was nice to have the choice, but for me, work life, work life balance and work life wellness all always means some sort of movement, you know, uh, it's been my sanity saver through the pandemic and I have a dog. So, you know, she keeps me honest and we walk daily, um, you know, sometimes twice. And just, right. you know, I also like generally healthy eating, but I also like that balance of a nice glass of wine with dinner. <laughs> so to me, wellness, you know, it's, you know, it's not about just being perfect. It's about listening to what we need for ourselves and, you know, trying to enjoy life a bit. Otherwise, why are we working so darn, darn hard? <laughs> exactly. And I, I love that you practice what you, you preach. And uh, we always talk about that on every episode is, is that work-life wellness topic. And I always ask this question as well, in terms of what's been your greatest challenge over the years when it's come to your own work-life wellness, and how did you overcome that challenge? Yeah, I mean, on, you know, on the one hand, I, I say that I like to have the work flexibility, but on the other hand, there have been times when it was hard for me to shut that office door and, and not go back in uh, or to not think about work on the weekend or in the evenings. And all the other self-employed listeners that you have will be able to understand that, you know, when, when every bit of income is, is kind of hanging on the work that you do to bring that income in, sometimes it can be hard to say, I can't afford to take time off, or I really shouldn't go and do that thing that I really want to do because I haven't done enough work stuff. And so that, that boundary was hard for me for a while there. Um, And, you know, if I think about how I got over it or how I'm still getting over it, it, you know, I I set my income goals, if you will, uh, monthly, quarterly. And if I have a month where I've set my, reached my goal, I will be a lot more kinder and gentler to myself. And I'll start looking forward to how I can fill other months so that I can, you know, have more balance moving forward. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, it's not about, yeah. you know, and you know, it's, it's about, it's, it's not about having it all for me. It's, it's about how much is enough, you know, to yeah. what's my version of success, how much is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's a slippery slope, right? You never have enough because there's always more to be had if you let yourself go down that path, but at what cost, right? Yeah, exactly. So what's one book or podcast that you would recommend? I mean, and podcast, I'd love to hear at least one book and one podcast or more about Um, that. It really resonates with you and the other people. I have this book here right now and it's the happiness advantage by Sean Aker. Because I, I I love this book because it's a it's a massive reminder that you're not going to get happy by being successful. You're going to be successful by you know nurturing your emotional health by 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 tapping into the things that that fill you with joy. And so it's, it shares all sorts of. I'm a science geek, um, you know, much like you are. I'm, I'm imagining, but it's the seven principles of positive psychology that fuel success and performance at work. And it. it it's uh, it's an interesting read to me. I also uh, admit to liking anything by um, Stephen Pressfield, and it's not 
wellness based, but it's uh, he has a book called Do the Work. Uh, he's got one called The War of Art, uh, the, Ar the War of Art, which is overcoming resistance to the things that we know we need to do. So that's yeah. the discipline piece for me. And uh, another book called Turning Pro. And I, he's a bit punchy. I just, I really like him. <laughs> yeah, just like you, you're punchy too, having to read Maybe the that's title why. of your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, awesome. yeah, the do the do the work book, uh, I really like, and I, I often talk about doing DTFWs and do the freaking work because that freaking piece seems to come into everything that I do. <laughs> um, yeah, and as your podcast, gosh, uh, there's a fellow by the name of Mike Vardy. Uh, on the West Coast in Vancouver, who has a podcast called The Productivityist. Mm -hmm. And I, it, I always find it interesting. He's kind of a go-getter kind of guy. And so I, I admit to listening to it sometimes thinking I should, I should try to be better at that, you know, those kinds of things. Because while I'm a health and productivity expert, sometimes the technology scares me and I'm just kind of about finding the energy to do the work, not necessarily about finding the system. So I quite <laughs> like that one. Um, and there's another one. Uh, a gal named Megan Sumrall in the U.S. Uh, work uh, work life harmony, and it's it's generally directed towards women, but I just she's she's spunky as well, so I, I, I it resonates. So those are two podcasts that I I often go to. That is great. Thank you so much. Now here's an interesting question what would you do michelle if you didn't have to sleep and you could reclaim those hours back to do whatever you wanted wow you know interestingly i i don't think i'd work more um i might write more because writing to me is one of those things that it takes a lot of space and energy for me and it, i think i'd be better at it if i had had uh, unencumbered time you know, where I could just sit and be with the words and kind of create from a space of no stress, I'd probably write more. Mm -hmm. I would definitely travel more once that's an option, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, having, having more opportunities to kind of play and be creative. Um, I, I find that my downtime often gets taken up with physical activity, which I value at a high level. But both of my sisters are artists. They both paint. And I, I always think that if I had more time, maybe I would get them to teach me what they do. <laughs> you know, so you feel it must be in there somewhere. My, my creativity comes out in writing. They, they put stuff to canvas and it's kind of cool. Oh, neat. So you kind of feel an, an urge to try painting? Yeah. I, I, well, I do. I like being creative. I like, you know, when I have time to make, but interestingly, you know, through the pandemic, my making was pandemic bread and, uh, and, ah. <laughs> and that kind of thing. But yeah, food, different, food different types of bread recipes, or I only did one. I only did oh, the okay. white just the bread. Okay. <laughs> my, my niece is a wonderful baker. So I probably would need to get her to teach me how to do more, but yeah, ah. more of those kinds of things. Cause we, you know, when we get busy, we will have that part of our brain that's kind of looking forward to, oh, when I have time, I'll do that. I'll do that thing. And I think that if I had didn't have to sleep, I think I would do more of those things, you know, mm -hmm. things that I put off until I have more time and energy. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And I went to the Van Gogh exhibit and it was so powerful and so beautiful. And I was thinking the same thing. I used to draw a lot as a kid and I've kind of lost that time for art and time for my music as well. 
So yeah, and so, yeah. I went to the Van Gogh too, and I was it was I'm actually going there on Sunday to do yoga in the Van Gogh space. I'm super excited. My girlfriend said, "Let's go!" And we're yes, yeah, so we're doing that on Saturday morning, which is oh, kind of fun. Neat. I didn't but, even know that is so yeah. neat. But you look at art like that, it's like, oh, yeah, because I used to be, you know, you know, draw and doodle and all that well. And I, it's a great outlet. And it's one of the things that I talk about uh, in the success energy equation to help us get off autopilot doing and making, you know, when we're when we're creating and making and doing, you know, if you got your hands into something, then you can't you're, you're in the present. It puts you into yeah. this moment. And yeah. it's a, a it's a great you know, if I've got my hands in the dough, I can't can't be picking up my phone if I'm doodling on a piece of paper, you know, I'm in yeah. that moment. I think it's you know important for us to do more of those types of things to get present and just be in the moment. I could not agree more, Michelle. Now, if you could have one wish for a better world when it comes to people's work and lives and, and wellness, what would that be? Right now, I would say kindness. <laughs> I think right now, I think we all need to smile more and look people in the eye and just be accepting of whatever journey. Cause it, there's people out there that are battling journeys that we have no idea about. And there's a lot of angry people. And I think that the best way that we can not only, you know, help somebody else feel better, but feel better for ourselves is, is to not add to the stress of it. You know, kindness is a, is a pretty powerful emotion. And if, you know, kindness that you give and kindness that you receive and kindness, even that you witness around you, helps your body release positive endorphins. And so you, you end up feeling lighter and happier just by, you know, sharing a, a smile with a stranger. I think, you know, even behind the masks, we need to smize with our eyes and be a little more kind. Exactly. Absolutely. Really, really well put. So thank you so much for speaking with me today and, and as well as two weeks ago on on this topic, on this topic of energy and using our energy to seize the freaking day and <laughs> to get bleep done. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been so, a lot of fun. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. And we definitely will be sharing uh, the, the book and we'll be sharing the other recommendations that you gave uh, in a blog article that will follow uh, this episode. So check out the drlaura.live website. And if you're not already, sign up for my monthly newsletter, which is full of uh, the latest podcasts, the articles, as well as tips, resources, good reads, good podcasts. And I would just be delighted to also see you on social media. And if you like uh, this podcast, please rate it and review it. And that goes a long way because I'm just delighted to bring these messages to more and more people in the world uh, who need to be lifted emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, to be well in their work and their lives. So thank you very much and take care everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on Where Work Meets Life. I'm passionate about sharing insights from experts around the world on topics at the intersection of where work meets life. If you found this podcast useful, please share with others who may benefit and engage with us on social media. For more articles, information, and tips, sign up for my monthly newsletter at my website, drlaura.live. This podcast summary contains links to the psychology practice I founded, Work Evolution, Canada Career Counseling, and Synthesis Psychology, as well as my current employer, Humans, a nationwide organizational psychology firm focusing on culture and performance. 
Stay well.